Hello, and welcome to the Status Quo Podcast. This is your host, Jake Coferl, and as always, I'm here with... Dario Pellegrino. What's going on, guys? How are you? Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. This is episode five. Yeah, episode five. wow. We're cruising right along here, man. Abso- absolutely, and today we got a great episode. Um, my friend now at this point, um, we have Jason Wallace with Charlotte Community Room Room rental mouthful there um jason how you doing doing great happy to be here today yeah welcome welcome to the illustrious huga studio um ever been here before it's plush it's nice i like this yeah yeah Yeah, we actually designed the whole thing Um, well no just kidding i think it's a step under bougie almost (laughs) look close to it they got all the knickknacks that you need it looks like some guys were in here designing this yeah yeah you know dark dark room uh (sighs) got the ship lap if you guys know, that's shiplap, so it's great. Looks, that's the decor awesome. on the wall for all of you that can't see this right now. Your yeah. Girl, your girlfriend's done a good job yeah. of training you. <laughs> shiplap. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know what that is. Uh, what's her name? Gaines or whatever. Anyway, anyway, Jason, welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, I am excited to have you here. Um, and I'm excited you said yes, as I asked you uh, 12 hours ago to be on the show. Yeah. Well, little- technically, you asked me months upon months ago, and then, like most entrepreneurs, you get busy with a thousand different things, and then the hey, you want to do it now? The biggest fire comes up, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah today's the day. Yeah, Let's it's do a it. Perfect day. And fortunately, you caught another guy who's just who also reacts to a lot of things like that as well. Like, <laughs> you know what? This is a great idea. I think I'm going to do this right now. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got to the point where I realized I think li- literally five minutes before I asked you and you said yes, Dario was like, hey, are we recording tonight? What What's going on? Um, and I was like, oh yeah, we got it. We're all locked up. So excited, excited to be here. Um, what I want to start with, we as always, we yeah, can yeah. do... Um, we'll say the name know. right again because you studied yeah, during I the did. beginning. Yeah, I did. You're right. You're right. All right. Charlotte Community Room Rental. All right. And they are Charlotte's only, only co-living there's a couple other ones out there, but I think they're more mom and pop type of places. Okay, so we'll say most established, most established, um, I'd co-living. Say, I'd say we're the largest. We're the largest privately held one that there I've seen okay. in the entire U.S. Actually, nice, <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, so kudos, the largest, yeah. largest privately held, which is awesome because especially being here on the East Coast, because the West Coast always gets all the cool ideas first, but like I was mentioning just before, you've kind of brought this idea here to Charlotte relatively early. And I think it's the birth of co-living. I think we're mm. going to see a lot more of it, um, especially from a real estate play, as well as just as prices go up in cities like San Francisco, it's really popular. This mm-hmm. is this is catching on and where things are really, really expensive. This is a great affordable option. And, you know, damn millennials, they like living together, not, you know, whatever. That's not the case for a lot of your tenants, but I see it happening. So anyway, Jason, tell us kind of your Genesis story, how you got started, you know. You sure. Know, so I think it would be a great place to start. <clears throat> so one of the first things you showed me tonight is how much of a handful that my name, my my business name is. <laughs> you know, right. the funny thing is when I started this out, uh, I, I sat down and um, there's because I'm Gen X, I have more of a Gen X mentality about naming stuff and it should be just factual. Like this red, is what it is. Red door. Oh, <laughs> it's a red door. Yeah. Great. Okay. <laughs> there you go. 
and instead, instead of it's like fantasy gateway, like no, no, it's a, it's a red door. And so you get, you get a lot of other names out there. Um, there's other names out there that do co-living in other places and other countries too. And it's like quirky and co-space and um, roomly and all these other yeah. things. And I'm like, those must be Gen, Gen Y names because I am the Gen Xer. Just like, no, community, room, rental. I want to create a community. Yep. And yeah. you're in Charlotte. That's it. And I mean, it definitely made sense when, <laughs> yeah. you, when you heard it for the first time, especially for myself. I wasn't too familiar with the business. And so I kind of I kind of heard it and was like, okay, that makes sense, right? Well, but if you told me yeah. roomly, I don't know. What you and doing, man? And, and <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. For Charlotte, I think it's perfect because then you don't have to – go a million miles an hour trying to explain what you do it's you know we're in charlotte i built this community and you rent a room but anyway sorry to knock you yeah, off so trail. so talk about the genesis so it's one of the most most uh, popular questions i get because of course people ask me so tell me about your business and i say well if i'm going to tell you about business really I need to tell you about myself because the story of community rental is my story I came here to Charlotte. Charlotte's a very transitional city. My story is like so many other people's story here, which is uh, there was an opportunity that brought me here. At the time, I was a banker for, uh, for B of A. And they brought me here in the early 2000s, 2002 or so. And uh, just following the dream like everybody else, I moved here, bought a big house, lived by myself, traveled a great deal. After a while, I began to recognize, as we most mostly do in life, you begin to mature a little bit in your life and you understand a, a certain values that you want to have. Um, and by values, I mean certain certain things you want to have around you that propel you, that, that drive you. And one of the first things I realized is that I had a lot of drive in my life. Um, there's a something that I use in my many of my conversations called uh, goal-directed persistence that I picked up a long time ago. And goal-directed persistence is those people who set a goal and go and achieve them, right? Unlike the other people that sometimes we come across, the dreamers of the world who mm -hmm. say, Hey, Jake, I got this dream. I got this goal. I want to do this. And you talk to them two years from now, and they're going to want to tell you all the reasons why it wasn't their fault they didn't achieve it. So I, had, I figured out that I had this phenomenal goal direct persistence. If I set a goal, I was going to go make it happen. And number two, as I started to mature in my life, I also began to appreciate the value of quality people around me. Mm -hmm. Right? There's a, um, when you're younger, the type of people that you have around you is just simply by proximity, right? Whoever you go to school with and you gel with, that's your friends, right? Neighborhood kids. Sports, neighborhood kids. local, right. kid riding might, a bike, you're riding a bike. You might skiv off a little bit, but you start to realize, like, as you start to, or the, as you start to get older, that you want to refine those a little bit more and the value of quality people. So you want to surround yourself by people who also have the same like-minded goals, ambitions, and dreams. And for me, I wanted to find myself around other people who were also driven, who were also um, persistent in their life, who also had certain goals that they wanted to achieve. You know, so <clears throat> at the time, um, I'd been living by myself, and after about uh, four or five years of this, I decided, let me put on an ad and find other professionals that want to live with me. Mm. At the time, I was thinking about our sharing economy. This was kind of where it, the genesis of this. I saw this Uber thing, and, and you know, uh, you watch all these newscasts about this big, valuable, one of the most valuable assets that you have, your car, and how you can share it in this today's world. And I thought about this, and I thought, oh. I have this big valuable asset called my house. Why don't I share this? Because <laughs> Maybe someone will share it with me. Because I'm literally here about two to three hours a day, really. Um, not counting sleep time. I don't really count right. sleep time. That's, Understood, yeah. That's really not what you're, you know, you, I might lay in my bed, but I'm not really interacting with anybody. So, so I've got this very valuable asset. So long story short, I put on an ad looking for other professionals. I thought maybe I might find one or two people 
had 10 people apply within the first 24 hours. Wow. This was like via Craigslist? Or via Craigslist, yeah, yeah, yeah. The original the, finder roommate. <laughs> the original finder. And um, I, I found two that I really, enjoyed, that I really vi- vibed with, and one was a traveling nurse, um, and another one was a programmer from Nepal, hmm. and a guy and a girl. And we just built this great relationship over the next year together, and it, that's really, really launched us. I thought, well, this is really great. I, I'm gonna keep doing this. So yeah, this, is, from, this is working. This is working. Yeah. So I went from two bedrooms, so I was like, forget it. I'm just gonna expand to all the bedrooms in my house. So I ended up renting out the other four, and then because I was still in banking, I was doing well. So I was like, well, you know, maybe I can buy another house. Maybe because at first I thought, well, maybe this is me. Maybe this is like people like me because yeah. I'm such an energetic, outgoing guy. <laughs> I just want to live with me. I yeah. can check my voice so nicely. <laughs> this is the kind of guy you want to be around. So uh, on a whim, I went and bought a second house and filled it up um, and filled up that house before I made my first house payment on it. Wow. So, you know, 45 days almost. Less yeah, than. Less than 45 days. And uh, it was a great thing to the ego to let me know that it wasn't about me. It was about the community. Good. So, it, so it's a it's a, a shot, and also you're like, oh, this works, but also, damn, it wasn't just me. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe was, that, the logo shouldn't be my face anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm glad it's not Jason. Come live with JasonWallace.com. Yeah. <laughs> So it worked out really great, and over time, that so that was that was about six years ago, and then over the next three years after that, I started just slowly buying a house or two a year. Mm. I got one year, I got ambitious, and I did three, and then after about uh, three or four years of this, um, or I should say, technically, it was about three years ago now, mm. um, I got to the point where I hit that critical mass, and um, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to retire from banking. And I was 39 at the time and uh, officially retired and started doing this. Ended up buying or obtaining three more houses through different means, either buying them or doing partnerships with other people. And now we have 12 houses and 100, basically 100, little, actually over 100 rooms now, um, about 115. We just added a new location in Noda. That's awesome. It's about to open. It's my up. neck of the woods. Welcome. Yeah. And uh, and it's great. It's great because it's all about um, it's all about creating a community mm. and bringing full circle back to those two things that I found. I, everybody in the house is diverse. You could I've got ten different countries represented. Actually, twelve different countries at this time. I've got uh, different. You name a different background, it's there. Whether it be religion or um, race or. Um, you know, male, female, all that stuff. Just like in real life, you want to have all that diversity around mm-hmm. you. But what? But inside of those people, you want to have two main qualities. One is that everybody has goal-directed persistence. Everybody in the house is driven, purposeful, making things happen. Number two is they all appreciate the value of quality people, and that manifests itself in the next the next chunk, which is like people are, people then say, "That's great. I like this idea." Now, how do you actually get it to work, right? How do I know that when I move in with somebody that they're actually going to do the dishes, that they're not going to take my stuff, they're mm-hmm. not going to eat my Cheerios or whatever it may be? And, if, and what I found um, through this human experiment of living it this way, that when you find those people who want to have a quality relationship with you, they want to, they look for things, the right thing to do. And I'll give you a perfect example. <clears throat> we all hang out, uh, we go out and you go hang out with some, uh, a group of new people, guys, girls, doesn't matter actually. And so we, you go out with them and you're the new one. And I say, hey, this is my new friend, Jake. Uh, he's, he's new to town. Let's have some drinks together. Mm. I buy the first round. First round's on me. I buy a bunch of drinks. Uh, Jake starts to look around the room and says, hey, everybody's getting almost empty. What do you do? Buy the next round. Yeah. Whoever told you to do that? 
No one. Nobody. Yeah. Same thing, right? Nobody's. This, everybody always has that same answer. And the reason is because it's driven within you. You want to be a part of this group. So you are naturally looking for ways to do a better, to add more value, to be a, a quality mm-hmm. member of that team. So same thing. When most people do um, have had roommates before, it's a transaction. We're going to be roommates. I'm going to pay half. You're going to pay the other half. It's a business transaction, blah, blah, blah. But it's not. It's a personal transaction because you're sharing. You're, you're going to be sharing my Cheerios with me, right? Yeah. So instead, now, because people are here because they want to be part of a community and they want to be, um, they, they want to be good friends with each other, they're looking for ways to have quality people around them, they are going to do, they're going to manifest it in the same way. When there's an opportunity to add value back to the house, people, uh, not surprisingly, naturally, instinctively look for ways to add value back. And now we feed this whole principle about um, paying it forward. You live with four other people, you pay it forward back once, you actually have four people who want to pay it back to you. Mm. So it comes, it, it, what I found is it that's what really makes it, makes it work and makes it come full circle of that's what I want in my own life. And come to find out, a lot of people want the same thing. Yeah. That's awesome. And one thing I want you to want you to harp on really quickly, kind of going back like one minute, because um, we always think when you think like co-living and the sharing economy, you know, most people think young people. Right. But could you speak towards like we were just talking about, you know, what's the average age and kind of the spread that you have? Because yeah. I think people will be very yeah, interested yeah. to hear. Yeah, that's what's going on because it's not so like it's not who, just because right? we know you have a house. Like I have a house. Hey, I got an extra room. Right. Just a basic concept. That that piece is there. Yeah, talk about the who, right? Like who? How? Not just a bunch of you know, dirty twenty somethings trying to share a room. That's not what it is. Um, you no, got a little bit no of everything. to the twenty somethings out there, right? right? Myself included. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna say we're not all dirty, man. Come on, <laughs> just like geez. just slightly tainted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's never gonna go away. Well, it goes back to what I what I what I realized throughout this process is that um, I think you were mentioning this, uh, this at the very beginning of the, of the podcast that um, it was people were looking for looking for a space they're looking for a community right and that transcends generations yep right um matter of fact transcends it so much that um i have two houses dedicated to 55 plus yeah that's crazy so they're advertised as that now you could be 20 and live there that's okay it's not about it's not about not letting those uh, 20 somethings in what it's about is gearing towards that group of people Mm -hmm. that um that recognize uh, whether they're retired or they're widowed or whatever it may be, they're also in the same boat of life, which is yeah. which is what this what we have done. This is my own personal opinion of how this how this business has enabled us to grow. Is that um, over the past decades, really, or even maybe even the past generation and a half, there has been this big push to expand out, move out, become your own, be your own person, right? Like think about when you're growing up as a kid. What's the first thing you want to do? get my own place. I want to get my yeah. own place, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You go out, you get an apartment. Now you live by yourself. Now you buy all this stuff. Now you uh, pay all these utilities. Oh man, I got to go get a better job so I can mm-hmm. get a better place and get a mm-hmm. bigger car, blah, blah. And it just pushes you out to being alone. If you think about it, right? Because think about these apartment complexes that we've all lived in. Even yeah. And even the dorms, like I lived in a dorm in college. They want to foster that community, but because it's become so lethargic and so commercial, it's hard for them to really commerce to, for the, for them to really foster that community. So what you have is this whole generation that has, uh, you know, the past 30, 40, 50 years of people just being pushed out into being alone, being your own person. And next thing you know, 
they get to a certain part of their life and they're like, you know what? I really don't want to be alone. Yeah. I, I want to mm-hmm. be around other people. But now we go back to the city that we live in, right? Charlotte. I love Charlotte. Uh, I, I call it my home for the past 15, 20, 15 to 20 years. It's not exactly the most inviting place, right? It's not like we could just walk up to somebody at the gym and say, hey, you seem like a really nice guy. I just moved to town. My name's Jason. Would you like to come out and have a beer with me sometime? <laughs> yeah, right. You, you can, but <laughs> you can. It doesn't. Ha- it doesn't happen, though. It will not work. Yeah. Um, or even if you, you know, if you're a guy, you go to a girl at the grocery store and say, "Hey, um, you seem really nice. I just moved here. My name is Jason. Uh, I'm not trying to hit on you, but I just want to meet some new people. Do you want to come hang out with some with me sometime?" Excuse me, I have a boyfriend. Yeah. Or or just or, no. or they just or they just look at you and go. This really shouldn't happen. Yeah. There's got to be some catch to this, so I got to say no. Yeah, well, now yeah. you're multi-level marketing. Walk up at the grocery <laughs> right. store. Right. Everywhere in Charlotte. <laughs> Forewarned, okay, people? So <clears throat> that's just – so that's uh, no critique upon the world that we live in. It's just the fact of the world that we live in. So instead, I, I, I found that there's this draw in every generation to be a part of something, that's mm. what, which, is, which is part of our big two, – two of our big taglines is community-built professionals, professional-built communities – but in addition to that, it's also you belong. Right. Wherever house you are, you are in, you belong in that house. Because everybody there, because here's the reality, everybody there is just like you. Mm. They're new to town, uh, transitioning of some sort. 80% of the people are new to town, but other 20% are just transitioning in life, changing jobs, changing careers, yep. whatever it may be. And when you make that transition, going through divorce too, you make that transition life, you kind of lose your base and it's nice when you find other people who are in that same transition life because they you you put your little hobbled bases together mm. and you got a new base yeah i mean nothing is worse than when you're at like work for example it's something i use if you work a nine to five and you know you worry around coworkers. and sorry for any of those that are listening here you don't have the most personal relationship and most people don't care to right and there's nothing worse than if you translate that home to your roommates. Like that's a place you're supposed to come home and feel great in and yep. enjoy and relax on wine, de-stress, whatever it is. And if you're in, we've all been in those situations with roommates where you're like, this is more stressful than it is as a beneficial. Yeah, you just stay, you so just stay in your room the whole time. You don't yeah. interact. Yeah. Like you said yeah, before, it's funny. very transactional. Well, I was talking with Jake earlier yeah. today about it and what you're describing right now um, from, you, from your mouth almost sounds like, like, like I used the word habitat earlier. And I think it actually kind of correlates to what you're saying, like the community, the habitat, this like network of people, it's bigger than just a piece of real estate business. It's the community, right? Like that's the first thing on your shirt that I see um, is that it's a community. Um, and I think that's the real driving factor there. Um, so anyway, talk a little bit about, you know, so we know who and what you're looking for. How do you vet people out? And are you pretty strict? You know, do you, do you, do you, do you turn people away? Uh, we do actually have to turn people away at times. Um, okay. Uh, I, I tell people it's it's very analogous to dating, right? So when I encourage people, come look at the house. Come check it out. Come meet us. Uh, I do probably 99% of the vetting myself. Um, <clears throat> and so when you when, when you do that, it's it's got to be a fit for both sides, right? And for some people, this just isn't the right place for them. And, and we support that, encourage that if it's not. Uh, in, in, that, in that effort, we don't necessarily have to point blank turn somebody down. Mm-hmm. I, I have yet to this day ever had to turn to somebody and say, you are not a good fit. You need to go live somewhere else. It's never about that. It's more about saying, so tell me about your lifestyle. Tell me about when you come home. What do you do? After I explain to them everything I just explained to you, mm. here's what we are. Here's what we do. Here's what we're about. Okay. 
Um, well, I like to come home and game all night. You know, I put on my headset and I crack open a six pack and I play Halo 18 until the cows come home or whatever the new sure. game is. I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> clearly, I'm not a gamer. Not hip. Yeah. So I'm not hating on that. I've got a lot of friends that, that are gamers, but I, I let people know, hey, this is this may not be a good place for you because um, we're more of a social environment. Like in our living rooms, we purposely don't put TVs in there because we want you to come home and interact with people. Mm. You know, you are at work, most of us are at work and we're sitting at a screen or we're talking to people over the phone It's and there's an interaction, but it's not a very human interaction, right? And so we're here about fostering that human interaction with each other. So um, if that's what you look for, then this is a place for you. If you're looking for a place that's come, going to come knock on your door and say, hey, put down the controller. We're having some 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 drinks out on the patio. Or, um, hey, the NCAA game is on. You want to come watch it? Or make a dinner. Hey, sit down. Yeah, whatever it may be. If if you're the pie person that says, actually, I would love for you to come and knock on my door and get me off of Halo, then you should be here. But if not, there's a, there's somewhere where there's a grandma who's got a uh, an apartment on top of a garage that she would love to rent you where you can be isolated and do your own thing. And once I point out that people, those people will actually opt out because they recognize like we themselves right. out. Yeah. 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 They recognize like, yeah, you're right. I probably don't want to be bothered. I just I'm so addicted to gaming or so love it. I just want to do this. Or you've got people who are massively shy. Right. Who just don't want to who want to isolate themselves in their room. Well, like this will give me anxiety in this situation. Right. Yeah. And, and I want to set them up for success. I really of course, do. Of course. Because um, it's not a business transaction for us either. Matter of fact, in the first 30 days of the lease, you can opt out. It's the only lease I've ever seen in any part in any apartment or mm -hmm. any living situation where in the first 30 days you can opt out and get your full deposit back, get everything back, no yeah, penalty. That, ne that never happens. No nothing. Yeah. Why? Because we're in a relationship. This is not again, this is not a business transaction. There's a business element to it, sure, of sure. course. But it's not a it's it's meant to be a relationship. And if in the first 30 days you're just like, you know what, they kind of sold me some BS or I thought I could try this, but I'm just it's just not for me then it's okay. Then it's we will let you out your lease and you can go on. Well, it's beneficial to both parties, right? Because now you don't have somebody complaining, messing up your community in, yeah. in, in your space, right? Not just by messing up months, physically. Yeah. yeah, just emotionally, that whole nine. And you're like, well, great. Now I have four people that are unhappy with their fit, right? It just right. doesn't It doesn't blend for anybody. No, that's awesome that, that you can do that. So, so yeah, so to the to the full question, there's, there's kind of three levels we go through. Um, the first level is that we do we interview everybody. Okay, you get a personal interview, um, and and honestly, um, most people never know we're interviewing them. It's just a casual conversation, right? Because the truth is, it's the best kind of interview. Yeah, because the truth is, you're interviewing us at the same time. So, mm -hmm. what do you guys do here? What's the normal life like here? Blah blah. So we're having a conversation. We're interviewing each other. Number two is that we do a background check on everybody. Okay, right. So for everybody's benefit and for your benefit as well, you know everybody that you moved in with in this house. Uh, we've done a background check on. We've weed out any violent crime offenders and any sex offenders. Uh, the, M the MIP, minor possession you got when you were 18 or 6, 17, I don't really care about yep. that. <laughs> the speeding tickets that I know Jake has is, is okay. <laughs> but the rest of it, we want to we wanna scrutinize. Um, <clears throat> and then the third, uh, the third and uh, most important part is that we put house expectations in the lease. Because here's the part that I found took me two to three years of evolution of this business to really figure out and master, which is you bring the right people together. And I actually learned this from banking back okay. in the day, right? So even when you bring the right people together, right? If you don't do a good job of setting expectations, you're gonna have failure, right? How many Always. times have you ever had a 
the boss man or woman come sure. to you and said, all right, I want you to put this report together. Okay, well, do you want it to be double spaced? Do you want a cover page? Just get it done. Just get it done. Yep. Figure bring, it out. And you bring it back. And of course, it's not the way that they envision it. Why? And you were set up for failure. Correct. Why? Because they didn't set good expectations. So same thing. That when you never happens in banking. <laughs> yes. What do you mean? <laughs> that would be every job ever. <laughs> I was when say, I was a yeah. fryer back in, back in uh, <laughs> high school at Sonic. Yeah, I'm sure I, I messed that up too. But what happens is that um, that same thing happens whenever you live with people, right? So now you get a group of great guys together, um, and we say we're going to take care of this house together. So we both get, agree we're going to keep the kitchen clean. Sounds good? Sounds good? Mm. Great. Come in. Well, your definition of clean kitchen is different than mine. It's different yeah. than yours, right? So again, what we do is we set expectations. We define what those things are. Not in a heavy-handed way, but just like setting all no, uh, common-sense yeah. expectations, right? Yeah. That um, no dishes are left in the sink more than three hours. You cook on the stove, you clean up immediately afterwards. If the trash can is full, you empty it. If the dishwasher is full, you empty it. I know that not all that trash is yours, but somebody emptied it last week uh, when it was had some mm. of your stuff in there. Or somebody did the dishes when they weren't all yours. It's your turn right. to do the... Yes. And if you're paying it forward, again, think of that analogy about mm -hmm. having some drinks with the guys and the girls. And when you're paying it forward, people are looking for ways to do it back to you. And, I, and the way that you start that is you set good expectations with house rules, house rules around taking care of the place and also house rules about taking care of each other. The biggest and most important one that I always have to underline to everybody is conflict, right? So the, it's always the 800 pound elephant. Do you have conflict with your significant other? Do you ever, you ever fight with your? Yes. She's listening to this, no, so gotta be honest. Never. Yeah, she's, she's definitely not yeah, listening. Yeah. <laughs> it never happens. This is my man, listen to him. <laughs> um, my apologies to your girlfriend for 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 sounding like her right now. No, that's <laughs> that was actually perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> uh, just yeah. Um, he does a podcast, and uh, so when uh, now you made me lose my train of thought because right uh, rules expectations. But yeah, when you set you set rules and expectations that um, uh, you'll take care of the place together. Oh, one of the, mo the most common one. You have conflict with your girlfriend. You have conflict at work. Yeah. Right. You have conflict with your family. You have conflict with your best friend. Yep. Right. You're going to have conflict here. Yep. It's natural. It's a natural part of life. To walk into a place like this and think you'll never have conflict with anybody, you've already set yourself up for, for failure. We tell you it will happen. The difference is understand the common denominator here is everybody wants to be your friend. Therefore, um, they want to be your friend. So when there's something that bothers you, engage early and talk to them about it. You know, hey, Jake, when you get up in the morning um, and you go to work, you put on those fancy um, um, those fancy shoes that are have leather soles and you go up and down the stairs, you probably don't realize this is six in the morning, but it's kind of loud. Yeah. Right. It's very loud. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Jake's of course, a stomper. and of course, and of course, because all of us guys, what are we the most notorious at being oblivious? Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're not dumb. Especially at six o'clock in the morning. I mean, I tell, I tell my girlfriend all the time, I'm not dumb, but sometimes I'm, I'm straight up oblivious to yeah. things. Um, yeah. So, um, so you engage, you go, Hey, you probably don't know this. So, and if you were to tell somebody that's already got a good heart, which is what we try to choose, they'll look at you and say, oh, you're right. I didn't even know that. It's that proactive versus reactive mentality. So, yeah. Right. So do me a favor and uh, just walk down in your socks in the morning or just leave them by this doorstep or whatever works for you. But help Actually, me out. Actually, no. If you, it'd, be, it'd be great if you could just uh, throw those shoes out. That would be awesome. You could just wear some loafers, some flippy floppies around the house. That would be great. Yeah. So actually, one one story that you've you've told me about the rules, because um, he's got a great list of rules, yeah, which is really yeah. cool. I mean, just um, from the three that four that you mentioned, we got we got, kind of get the concept there. Like, yeah, and I and I remember basic. You, you know, told me the story. You, you made a video that everybody watches, right? <laughs> and to make everybody watch it, 
somewhere at some point within the video is the Wi-Fi code. Yeah. And so you have to watch the video to get the introduction and to get the Wi-Fi code. So right. if you don't really watch the video, yeah, that's really you're not getting the Wi-Fi code. It's it's funny because um, you're right. It, it's it's two pages of house expectations. I keep calling them house rules, but it's just expectations. Because right. here's the great news. You can expect this in return. Mm, right? Yeah. It's not on you. It's on all of us, right? It's not a punishment. Yeah. Right. Including myself. Set you up for success. Mm. So... Uh, there are uh, two pages of them. There's like 16 of them, which is lengthy. I, I acknowledge that, but sometimes you got to be thorough in the documentation. I want to be thorough, but um, what I've found over time is that people will just be like, "Okay, just sign it." Yeah. And then six months later, I'm like, "Hey, do you remember the thing?" No, you man, gotta I, gotta read be, it. I gotta admit, I didn't really read that. Yeah, didn't. Of course, didn't read it right at right. all. Right. Um, so anyway, yeah. so uh, in the in the in the the video is all about taking the top five. Yeah. And saying them what they are and then giving them the password. Yeah, dri the driving it really home. Right. Um, before before we wrap up, I want to make sure we hit this. So we've hit a lot on the you know the community, which I think is the best part that mm. your company brings to it, and you're very deliberate in the conversations that we've had together, and truly believe in like the community is the most important part. And we were talking about off air, kind of you know as this market grows is going to be your competitive advantage right now one thing i also want to talk about is that probably some people in the beginning do it as a price play right cuz living in charlotte yeah. by yourself yeah, I is, was talk about, yeah, I is expensive about right and yours is affordable so quickly talk about what kind of the, the, the pricing structure if you're comfortable sure. um and you know how probably some people start as that and then they grow to like the community but i think as this industry grows, um, the price play is going to be something that pays into it. And I think it's an awesome, affordable option for somebody new to the city or really just anybody. So if you could speak a little bit to the, towards that. Sure, sure. So there's, I, I say there's three types of models for what yep. we do. The entry level model is, uh, depending upon the size of the house, is between six to 650 a month. And it's, it's essentially a normal size guest room, a 13 by 13, 14 by 14 mm. guest size room where you share the bathroom with one other person right right uh step up from there the middle the mid-grade model is the same size room so get what we call a guest size room in a house but you get a share you get a private bathroom with that one and that one's uh seven seven to seven fifty and then the top tier one is a master bedroom with a master bath so biggest room biggest uh biggest everything biggest bathroom biggest yep. walk-in closet and that one is 750 to 800 depending upon the size of the room nice mm. yeah and that's super affordable well, I tell people all the time um, that whatever you're paying in for rent is probably what I pay for all the utilities for that house alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Between Wi-Fi and, uh, mm. and yard service, I got a couple of houses that have pools and um, hot tubs, and you add all that stuff together, I'm paying that much in utilities every month. So so you're getting and, – and think about this. You're getting – most of the time, this house is empty. The people are mm -hmm. off doing stuff. I'm purposely looking for driven people who don't sit at home and want to just hang out yeah. all day and veg out. They want to hang out, but they don't want to veg out, mm -hmm. right? So therefore, you get people that are usually gone. And most of the time, like I, I live in one of the houses I live with four people, and I probably see – I never see everybody at the same time, never. Mm -hmm. But I see one or two people for maybe 20, 30 minutes a day. Most of the yeah. time, you get a house to yourself for a very economic And I think price. that's one of the coolest parts is – and I want to make this known to everybody. It started, Jason, with his, his house, and now he's still part of the community, still living and in the house. And you ended up – like you said, you are telling us you bought the house next to you, right. and you had – that's the community rental – 
complex mm. that's the compound yes. right there and that's where it goes down um so which i think is pretty cool yeah yeah you know as we're kind of get to the end here i just want to you know walk us through really quickly like a high level overview of we always talk about how the business works some of the business nuts and bolts from and now you've started to multiply and buy more just real quickly walk from purchase of house getting people in what does that look like a little bit of a time frame you know nothing too too granular but sure so it's uh, it's pretty cookie cutter at this point. We have a, a template for every house that we go through. So we, we buy a house, we try to do some renovations that takes anywhere from six to eight weeks. Renovations would be things like uh, painting, but also we try to add bathrooms. Yeah. Because that's the most common thing that people want mm -hmm. is their own bathroom. So we try to add bathrooms. However, every house looks and feels like a single family house. It does not look and feel like a dorm room. It is a single family house. So matter of fact, if you were to take this house and turn it around and sell it, it would sell an open market. That's critical because I don't want people to feel like they're moving into a chop block, right? Yep. So we renovate it and then we start advertising about two to three weeks before it gets done. Uh, we run different ads. Uh, we got actually 30 different platforms that we advertise wow. on now. Craigslist is just one of them. Um, um, Zillow, Hotpad, there's a ton of other places that mm. do that now. And uh, and then as people start coming in, we, we, we go through the process. We, we do the interview, background check, and then when they're ready to move in, they move in. So hmm. what's the timeline from, so two questions. One, what kind of houses do you look for? Because, I, I mean, I know the answer, right? What kind of houses do you look for um, really quickly? Like, what's the kind of spec square footage, bedroom, bathroom? What do you look for? Um, so that's that's a difficult question to answer because they're they're all different. It really what we look for is I have to go see the house. Can it Does it look and ha does it have a layout that's conducive for what we do? What we often do is we will repurpose a room. Right. So when you go into a normal house that has two living rooms and a dining room, well, when you're co-living with that co-living with people, you're not going to use all those rooms in that same way. I mean, heck, even our family didn't use a second living room. Right. Everybody's yeah. got that. Right. So we try to figure out how do we how can we repurpose that room? Like, for example, I had one layout where we took a living room, made it into a sec to another master bedroom. It naturally fit that way. We put a master bathroom in there ready to go. And then the, the game room that they had, we actually turned that into a living room and the living room uh, game room then naturally flowed. We took a wall down, naturally flowed right into the kitchen. So we created a nice big mm. open, mm. open room. So <clears throat> that's part of the construction process we go through, but I've got houses as small as four bedrooms that are 2000 square feet, uh, up to uh, seven bedrooms that are 4,200 square feet. Just depends. Wow. Cool. But there is like a minimum. You're not looking for ones or two bedrooms at all. I mean, there's just nothing you can really do with that, right? No. In your model. And what's the timeline from, you know, you close to 100% occupied or, you know, stabilization, as they say, um, say 80% or you got three out of four rooms booked. How long does that normally take for you? About two to three months. Yeah, that's pretty quick. From that's closing, awesome. Yeah, we, wow. we start to get a little aggressive, like, uh, you know, when you're when you're about to close in a place, I've already got I've already got my contractor laid mm. out, ready to go. As soon as, as soon as I close, he's there the next day. Yeah. He's got all the tools. I mean, um, you got to do stuff. that. That's the system that you need for a business. Like that's the number one thing that people mess up. Like if you're fumbling and you know a week goes by and then that right. week grows into two, three, and then your carrying costs just go through the roof, mm. and that's no good. And like you said, I think you mentioned it on the uh, beforehand. On the last project you did, or you might have said on on podcast, like before your first rent payment, that's awesome, or mortgage payment, that's incredible, that's awesome. That was yeah, that was my that was a second house. I don't, it's not that good, that, not that good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of thir the first thirty days we're doing massive rehab and, and getting it ready. 
after the first 30 days, we start advertising. Okay. And then um, by the time you advertise, you set up meetings, you show people, you blah, 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 they're not going to usually rent for another two or three weeks anyway. So mm -hmm. we're pre-selling, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes so sense. I, I'll, pre I'll bring people in a room and say, you know, there's no carpet yet, but there's going to be carpet. This is what's going to be, yeah. The walls are up. Um, the paint's up. You kind of sure. get the gist. Let's and people say, great, let's do this. Cool. And of course, we got the 30-day get-out-of-jail-free card in there. Mm -hmm. So, hey, if you feel like this is not going to work out for you, you can still opt out. Okay. Nice. So last thing, and I think this is part of the community, the coolest piece, and we'll probably end on the high note here. Talk about these the extracurricular activities and the, I guess the, the extra value that you get at Charlotte Community Room Rentals, right? Right. So that's the... That's the big thing. This is too. the kid in you at heart, right? This is this is the kid. This is truly the kid in me, the adult kid. So <clears throat> another big part of this was if you're going to bring people together, I, I talk about there's two different part, parts of the community. There's the micro community and the macro community. Okay. Right. So in the micro community, what we do is we just basically create a, a perfect kettled mix of the right kind of people, right? People who are driven purposeful, driven in their own way. Some people are maybe shy and driven, but they're still driven, driven and purposeful in their own way. And they're, they, they live here because they want to be here. So naturally there's things that will happen in the house that we don't do other than just stir the pot slightly. Game nights, movie nights, that kind of stuff. Every house has a fire pit, so go outside, do, do whatever. Hang out, yeah. So we call it the micro community events. On top of that, we have what we call the macro community events. And the macro community events are Things that we sponsor, uh, there's something every week, trivia night, yoga night in the springtime, both of those are at a couple of different breweries, ad hoc different events on the weekends. And then once a quarter, we have one macro uh, event where we invite all the houses together. And, and of course, bring your friends because that's all, all the, the purpose of this is, mm -hmm. you know, everybody in the community is invited, but also bring your significant other, bring your, your you know, the cool. new bestie you met from work or whatever. And we have these uh, these parties. Um, the next one is our, a big slip and slide party, which we do in the compound, right? <laughs> the big backyard compound. We rent a big, giant, adult-size slip and slide, and we just have adult-level games. We uh, and whenever this happens, it's free to our community. We we bring in a professional chef to take care of all the food for you. Wow. We have we have a full bar that's ready for you as well. And a photographer walks around or maybe a photo booth or something like that. But essentially something that we want to do what naturally happens. Let's super stir the, stir the pot. Bring everybody together. Put some events in place. Throw in a little bit of uh, liquid encouragement. Uh -huh. Yep, there it is. And and, uh, and uh, send a photographer around to capture it all together. And Yeah, that's great. I'm sure they're a blast. Oh, yeah. they're a blast. Yeah. You guys are welcome to come. Okay. Yeah, cool. uh, to all of our listeners, so you might get like five extra people at it, make, <laughs> make sure you at least... RSVP. All right, we don't want any of you just showing up willy nilly. Um, I think I think we could sit here all day and chat. Yeah, you know, Jason. Jason, you got a great business, which I'm super excited about to see it grow um, and flourish. Um, where can they find you? Where can where can people find you? Maybe if they want a room or they just want to you know check you out some more. Where can they find you? Sure. So we got all the normal social media outlets. We got Instagram. We've got Twitter. We've got. Uh, Facebook. We've, of course, got our own website. Um, just look for the, the name Community Room Rental. Um, there's Charlotte, of course, at the front of that. But as we grow, our desire was just this would be Charlotte. When, as we go to the cities, we just add a different name. Um, but on our website, uh, specifically, it'll show all the events, all the, uh, the, 
the post activities, uh, the pictures and whatnot. And if you are, or if you're like the most of the Gen Y that wants to come in, they'll go to Instagram and you can truly see a pictorial view of mm. all of our different activities and events, as well as a great look at all of our houses. Yep. Because that's the other thing is um, we post we, we post a lot about our houses. Uh, it should be a lot about our activities. But the other thing is we have to remember, like, people also want to live at a very nice... Yeah, we still have this, this business thing over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So on top of all that, we talk about all of our houses are um, what, we, what we like to call the light side of luxury, right? So big houses, granite countertops, um, you know, the stuff that the stuff that you'd feel proud to be a part of and, and, and live in. Um, and on top of that, uh, we go, we give you a great community. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, guys, so thank you very much for listening. This is the status quo podcast. Yeah. Signing like, off. Share, comment, follow, move it around, check out Jason, but thanks guys. Take care. Yeah. Thank you. See you guys. Thanks, Have a good guys. one.